high estrogen or estrogen dominance is like almost synonymous with a heavy flow, unfortunately. We're also faced with xenoestrogens everywhere we turn. There's a toxin. There's something for everything. So if you can lower those levels of estrogen, decrease that cortisol and kind of come back home to yourself, hopefully you'll be able to change your flow. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. Today, we are diving into menstrual health. And my guest is Berion Berry. She is a menstrual health educator, practitioner, and the founder of Optimize Your Flow. She teaches modern women to transform their periods and evolve the way they work so they can optimize the way they live. From hormone balancing to cycle syncing to mood enhancing and self-healing, Baryon covers it all and is excited to help you have your best period yet. I know how so many of us struggle with our menstrual cycles and we hate them and we just thoroughly do not enjoy them and the pain and the discomfort and you know all of it that can show up around our monthly cycle and to be quite honest it doesn't have to be that way if that is what your normal is that's not normal we need to change that and there are so many holistic and lifestyle strategies and nutritional strategies that you can implement to truly optimize your flow So in our episode today, we are chatting all about the menstrual cycle, how to really remember the different phases of your cycle. And I love how Barry breaks this all down and really gives you just some kind of food for thought, I guess you could say, in terms of how to really remember the different phases and also how you can live during those each phases. Because essentially there are four phases in your cycle and how you live from phase to phase is really going to shift because your energy is going to feel different when you're in your follicular phase versus when you're in your luteal phase. So she's going to share some really great tips of how we can uh, really optimize our cycle, tune into our cycle, support our the, the pain and the discomfort that can show up, what's normal, what's not normal, and also how we can sync our business with our cycle. So she brings it today. She is so full of energy and so joyous. And she's like literally one of the happiest people that I know. And I'm really happy to have her here today. And I know you're all going to get so much value out of our episode. And speaking of period health, right in front of me, I actually have my Dutch test, my cycle mapping test. I have not done the cycle mapping test before. So I typically do the Dutch complete. And if you guys are unfamiliar with the Dutch test, It's a dried urine test and you are basically peeing on these strips over a 12-hour period. And the reason we are using urine to look at hormones is because it can give us so much more detail than just serum alone or even saliva. And we can actually look at metabolites. And so you can just get so much more data from looking at a urine hormone test. And so the Dutch test is our favorite. It's what we use with our clients inside our hormone solution program. So when you work with us inside that program, we do ship you out a Dutch test. Everybody is going to do that test when you are enrolled in the hormone solution program, because we really want to take that data and then create a customized protocol for you. And so I typically do the Dutch complete, and I like to do that at least once a year. If something is like really, really off, I might do it maybe like every six months just to like kind of track and stay on top of it. Um, But this time around, I'm doing the cycle mapping. And so how that's different is that you're basically testing your hormones over the entire month. So I have my work cut out for me basically because I've got to pee on these strips like every single day for basically the next 30 days, give or take. And um, 
I wanted to do this because it will just give me so much more insight into my cycle versus just looking at the Dutch complete, which you typically test. It will vary when you test because everybody's cycle length is so different. So in a 28 day cycle, you're typically doing your Dutch test around somewhere around day 19 to day 21, um, maybe a little bit um, like day 25 or 26 if your cycle is more to like 32 to 34 days. So it can vary. Um, but like I said, the cycle mapping is is a lot different and you're testing it every single day. So excited to see the results from that. I can always share it if you're looking for some insights. And um, if you're curious about the Dutch test and our hormone solution program, head on over to our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash hormone solution. And you can learn more about all of that there. Um, we also include a mineral test with our hormone solution program because there are so many mineral deficiencies that are associated with hormone imbalances. So when you can combine the best of both, you can really get some solutions and some more answers there. Um, all right. So before we officially dive in, speaking of like connecting business and syncing your business with your cycle, I do just want to quickly share that in a few weeks, starting on April 25th to April 29th, I will be hosting my five-day legendary lead generation training. This is for all my practitioners and coaches and entrepreneurs. If you are looking to build an online business, come join us for this five-day training. It is so much fun. I have the best time teaching it. It is basically held inside the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. So just go on Facebook, search that group, and then show up every day. I'll be teaching from 11 a.m. Eastern time to noon, so an hour every day. We've got an amazing workbook for you that we have actually just recently updated. And um, we've got some amazing giveaways and prizes for those who are actually going to show up and do the homework and take action. You are going to come away from those five days with so much clarity. We're going to talk about how you actually generate leads in your business, utilizing social media, really structuring and pricing your services and your programs. We're going to talk about tech and those systems that you need involved. And we literally cover so much in five days and you will come away with so much more strategies and tips and clarity and stop throwing spaghetti at the wall with your business. So I'm so happy to pull back the curtain and really just give you some honest insights in terms of what you really need in your business if you want to grow and you want to scale. And even if you're in those beginning starting stages, then you absolutely want to tune in so that you can really get some support in terms of where to start with your business. Okay, so enough about that. I hope you come join me. Again, Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. Come join us there and you can um, tune in every day from April 25th to the 29th. So let's dive into our episode today with my guest, Berion Berry, the menstrual health educator. She is fantastic. She's super funny and smart and she is bringing it today. Let's dive in, enjoy. Okay, ladies, I quickly want to chat about magnesium, a very hardworking mineral that just doesn't get the attention it deserves, and so many of us are deficient in this mineral. It plays a key role in over 800 different chemical reactions in the body, and it's involved in everything from DNA synthesis, energy production and metabolism, to muscle strength, nerve function, heart regulation, and even bone building. It's also really important to alleviate constipation, if that's currently something you're dealing with. It's also a fantastic mineral that helps with stress, anxiety, as well as sleep. I love using the magnesium biglycinate from Canprev. I currently take 400 milligrams before bed. You may need less or a little bit more, something you'll want to play around with. If you find that you are constipated, you may need a little bit more of a higher dose. And if you are dealing with a lot of PMS symptoms and cramps, you also might want to take a little extra magnesium during that specific time in your cycle. I love the Canprev magnesiums because they come in multiple forms. You can take it in capsule form, liquid form, or even powder. So head on out to your local health food store or even search for Canprev products online. You can head on over to their website, canprev.ca, and check out all the amazing magnesium options that they have available. Hello, Barry. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. Hello, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and like really delving into this topic today. 
Yes, I know this is like your passion, your zone of genius, your area of expertise. We are going to dive deep into menstrual cycle today. And we're also going to do some Q&A that we got from our community, which is going to be awesome. We're going to try and go through a rapid fire, but we were joking earlier that it probably won't be so rapid <laughs> because some of these questions, like you really need to dive in and it takes time to really you know, answer them. So uh, we're going to go through some of those. So before we officially start, can you share with our audience more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I guess the short and sweet of it is because there's like a lot of words involved, right? <laughs> My name's Barry Ann Barry, and I'm actually a board certified integrative health practitioner. Um, but I hate telling people that because it's a mouthful. And I like to be really approachable. So I tell people I am a period coach and basically your period loving bestie. And I teach modern menstruators really how to transform their periods and evolve the way that work so they can optimize their life utilizing cycle syncing. I love it. I love it so, so much. And it's information we so need and it's been so neglected over the years. And so, and we're not going to get this information from our doctor and the medical industry. So we really need to empower ourselves to, to learn this. And so I'm so thankful for the work that you do. So let's start off with talking about the basics. Let's really just master the basics and do a really quick overview of the menstrual cycle. Okay. So I always tell people your menstrual cycle is a blueprint and there are four phases to the menstrual cycle. Phase one being menstruation. This is when you're on your period, the uterine lining is shedding. I feel like everybody's very familiar with this, right? Then the mm -hmm. second phase of your cycle is a follicular phase. So post-period, but pre-ovulation during this time, key hormones, estrogen and the follicle stimulating hormones specifically are actually on the rise. And you notice your energy levels are on the rise and you're like, oh, I want to be social all of a sudden. Then mm -hmm. the third phase of your cycle is ovulation. We all know what ovulation is, but in case you don't know, let me introduce her as the main event of the menstrual cycle. Um, but more specifically, this is when one of the eggs ruptures from your ovaries and this is your fertile time. Now, in addition to this, you have an increase in estrogen as well as testosterone and of course the luteinizing hormone. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details of that, but just think of this as like that Diana Ross memo where you're like, I'm coming out, you know, <laughs> I want the world to know, right? This is where you're social. This is where you're feeling really, really great. Now, this only happens for up to 32 hours max, and then you actually get out of ovulation and into the fourth and final phase called the luteal phase. Now, most of us know the luteal phase as PMS, right? Premenstrual right. syndrome. I personally call it personal mystery solved because when <laughs> it sneaks up on you, you know, you're kind of like, oh, now mm -hmm. I know. I, oh, I'm bloated. Oh, I'm cramping. Oh, I'm irritable, right? We know all of totally. the symptoms associated, right? But that's the fourth phase. During this time, there's actually a decrease in your estrogen and increase in your progesterone. And one of the most important things I think people need to know is that with a decrease in estrogen levels, there's also sometimes a decrease in the amount of serotonin produced, which may explain why we're moody from time to time. I'm not blaming totally. it for all of it, but right. it's very plausible. So that's kind of that high level overview of the menstrual cycle as well as the phases. I love that. Yeah, the follicular phase, I always feel like it's the superwoman phase. You just want to take all the things on. You're so energized. You're so excited. Um, yeah, energy is high, right? So I know that you also talk about syncing your cycle to business and work. So yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. So earlier on, I said the menstrual cycle is a blueprint. And I really believe this to be true as a, someone who was a working professional a little over two years ago now, you know, as someone who was a corporate woman, but also now someone who's right. an entrepreneur, I know this to be true. So when you're looking at your menstrual cycle, break it down into those four phases. And essentially each phase is going to be about one week. Let's just say when you're starting out. Phase one menstruation is all about ideation, okay? There's 25% more connectivity between the right and left hemispheres of your brain. 
So rather than being like, oh, I need to execute the vision, just clarify the vision and think about it. Do a little bit of goal setting and vision casting. Then during the second phase, so during that follicular phase, this is a time where I say, let's create the game plan, create your launch plan, create how you're going to serve your clients or automate systems. Um, I do a do it, delete it and delegate it list because Mm -hmm. I that's a good one. I have a Virgo rising. I'm also an Enneagram eight. So like I do like systems from time to time, not often, but from time to time, I do enjoy it. Then during the third phase of your cycle, ovulation, this is execution. This is when we're bringing the vision to life. Now, during this phase, the cool thing that is happening in the brain is there's more activity between the hippocampus and the amygdala, making your memory better, but also your ability to connect and communicate so much better. Couple that with this rise in your estrogen and it's like you are unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And then also during this time, so once you're done ovulating and you get into that luteal phase, but in that early luteal phase, your prefrontal cortex, okay, shrinks a little bit in activity. And your brain actually makes a switch from being very allocentric and thinking about the external world and what everybody else needs to your internal world and what you need. So in business, this is where we're going to do some evaluation, right? Phase one, ideation. Phase two, creation. Phase three, execution. Phase four, evaluation. So this is all the number stuff that I hate personally. The only numbers I like to see are like what's coming in. I don't even want to know what's going out. I know what's going out, but I just want to know what's coming in, right? 100%. How you can utilize it for your business because what you need to do maybe as a business coach is going to be really different than what I do as a period coach. And then what you do as like a project manager, right? Who Someone who might have a nine to five is going to look vastly different than what like maybe a hairstylist is doing. So that's kind of the, again, the blueprint and the framework of it. I love it. And that's a great way to remember it as well, the way that you broke it down. Um, and I love, can you, can you tell us that list again, the delegate it, the, de- what, what was, yeah, what were those? Do it. So this is what you need to be doing. And like literally only you can do it. So only you can show up on your Instagram stories, unless like your team is a part of the like brand and they're used to seeing her, right? Right. Delete it. Things that are always on the list that never get done that really they're like, I hope I wish I pray, but like not a priority. Right. (laughs) Right. And then delegate it. So, you know, for business owners, this could look like where you might need your social media manager or your online business manager, or, you know, maybe where you want to do a CRM and delegate some work to like a ClickUp situation or something like that. Um, Right. And I pretty much do one of those. It feels like every day because I feel like I'm going a million miles a minute, but I definitely kind of strategize and streamline everything during that follicular phase. I love that. Yeah. I, it's so funny that you mentioned Instagram because it's one of those things in my business that I just can't delegate out to my team. I've tried in the past and I'm like, this just doesn't work. Like I, I can't. And I'm very on the fly. Me too. Everything else in my business is very structured, organized, scheduled, all of it. My Instagram is like, oh, I'm inspired by this thing right now. I'll just go post. Oh, this thing. Okay. I'll just do a reel now. Like it's so random. And so that's why I can't, I can't pass it off to my team. And I think also it's like Instagram is an outlet and something that we can utilize to be creative. And I feel like the moment I have to systematize it, the moment I is like, I'm bored with it. I don't want to be on it. I don't want to do it. You know, I'm building a habit now more so like making sure like my content, at least on my brand Instagram is a little bit better than on my personal Instagram. But again, for me, it's a creative outlet. It's a marketing tool. It is not the end all be all of my business, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, I got it. I have to make sure I post today. Like it's, I don't know. It's interesting. And this whole process is also something you can use in the week. And I feel like entrepreneurs need to know this. So do you mind if I just go ahead and share how we go for it? Yeah, please. So the way that my work week is structured is Sunday is an ideation day. That's like the day where I like to be a little bit chill and like kind of look at what's happening ahead. So I look at what my personal calendar looks like, what my professional calendar looks like, any other things that I might need to remind my team of. 
On Monday, that's a creation day. So that's a lot of time where I am on calls with my team members, but also maybe if I'm collaborating with a brand or a fellow creator or another coach, we generally will talk on a Monday. Right. Tuesday, that is what I like to call my execution and community day. So this is a lot of front facing stuff for my clients, for anybody, pretty much. This is also when I'm right. like batching my reels, my TikTok, which is so much fun right now. I don't know if I'm really <laughs> ready for TikTok. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. <laughs> If you create a lot of content, going to TikTok is fun because it's bite-sized. Like you can do like five to seven second videos and you don't feel pressure. Just put the text on the screen, pick a good song, put the text on the screen, go about your life. It's great. Okay. I'm going to, I, it's on my list to like, give it a try. Honestly, between me and you, TikTok is where it's at in terms of lead generation. Yeah. Like my free and lead magnet is going insane right now because it's the only thing linked in my TikTok. I love it. Okay. That's, and you know, that's, I think the same thing. I'm always like, okay, where am I putting my time and energy into lead generation? And that's obviously why we have the podcast. It's why we have Instagram. But as I'm sure, you know, as a business owner, you're like, oh my God, like another platform to be on. So, you know, that's where my head was at, but then seeing the the rise of it and the success trust me it's been on my mind to get on there it's just like getting over this hump of like oh my god another platform but i know you can connect it with instagram and then it, that can kind of just you know killing two birds with one stone kind of thing so i use tiktok as lead generation and my instagram is nurturing as is my podcast that's how i personally do it and i see a lot of Love results it. the the tiktok audience is very different than the instagram audience and For i sure. like that because it's a lot less work <laughs> like it's a lot less work in my opinion it's a little annoying being redundant but you can also repurpose old instagram content for tiktok um but i will do all of that stuff on a tuesday Wednesdays are generally going to be like, for me, they're normally project management days with the exception of like certain days where I'm like, oh, I can pop on a person's calendar here and do something else that I want to do, like nurture another community and different things like that. Right. Yeah. If I have anything else that needs to get done on Thursday, it will be another like execution client community day. Then Friday's they're my favorite days. They are called my R&D days. So the first half of Friday, I'm doing research and development for like a big project that I'm working on, um, you know, just different things like that. And then the second half of Friday, I do rest and digest. And this is Love where it. I am literally just treating myself and being like, I don't even care. Like, oh, an email came in. <laughs> I almost cared. Like, I almost cared. I'm out of I office, right? Cared. Because as entrepreneurs, we get fixated on like doing all of the things. And it's like, no, you have to carve out that time to rest and digest. And then I try to honor being off on Saturday, emphasis on try. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but yeah, that's kind of how you take this more macro approach of utilizing your cycle for business and get more micro with it for like your day to day in your week. Totally. I love that. I'm, I'm very similar in the sense of how I structure my calendar and I always bookend my week, like Mondays and Fridays are always those days where I'm conscious of not scheduling in too much and creating time for myself because it's like Monday, I need that time to kickstart and get, get my ideas out and, you know, execute on a few little things that are like pressing for the week and just like my time, the things I need to do. And then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays are very client driven, community driven. And then Fridays I'm, I'm very, I love the, uh, R&D. I like how you broke that down and rest and digest and research and development. That's really good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much the same way on Fridays or scheduling like acupuncture appointments on Fridays to like kind of end the week. So I love it. And it's so important for other entrepreneurs and just whether you're an entre- entrepreneur or not to really think about it in this way. Like how can you even reward yourself at the end of the week? It was just like a simple self-care thing that you can implement or something, right? So I think that's, that's a really powerful way to break it down. So speaking of our cycles and um, just really understanding the different phases of our cycle, obviously so many women are using apps. Are there apps that you love to use? Do you have favorite ones? And not just even cycle syncing ha- um, apps, but maybe you have health apps that you like to use. Like, what does that look like? 
Okay, so it's hard for me to answer this question. Um, and the only reason is, is because I'm in the process of developing one. So it's, Amazing. Hard, it's really hard for me to like tell you what I'm using now, knowing it's going to change. Of course. I always tell people the two, the top two free apps that I use. One is the Apple Health app. It actually has a cycle syncing function and it's pretty accurate, believe it or not. Um, right. The second app that I use is my Google Calendar. And the reason I have my calendar color coordinated in sync with my cycles so that I can remind myself when to speed up and then when to slow down. Now, that may not be realistic for everybody, but for me, like I practice what I preach. And I do think it's important that we look at all of the tools and resources we have available and use them to our advantage. Um, And if you're like just dying to know what app I'm using until mine is fully bug free. I use one called Thermometer. It's spelled F-E-M-O-M-E-T-E-R. And I really like this app because I think it does a phenomenal job of not only pulling data and information from you and telling you about what's going on, but there's this community aspect where every time you say, like, maybe I feel bloated. It will actually tell you 64% uh, of other people on the same cycle as you, like your cycle sisters, quote unquote, are also experiencing this. So it's this really nice way to not feel like you're alone in experiencing it. And there is additional education. So, you know, maybe you are somebody trying to figure out what to eat in sync with your cycle, or maybe you were told, unfortunately, that you're not fertile for whatever reason, right? There's little mini videos in the app that explain infertility 101 or PCOS. And I think that that's a really good thing. The only downside is there's like no project management side of things, (laughs) which I would love, uh, but we'll get there one day, right? Awesome. Well, that's exciting that you're developing your own app. Yes. Let us know when that is ready to go and we can definitely share that. Okay, ladies, let's talk about the uncomfortable symptoms that arise during perimenopause and menopause. Unfortunately, in our late 30s, our estradiol starts to drop and we start to experience hot flashes and irritability And those menopausal symptoms come on, muscle aches, sleeplessness, more dry skin, and fatigue, and it is no fun. Harmony Menopause is a fantastic product that's going to help relieve those hot flashes and irritability. There's also added vitamin D, magnesium, and calcium in here, and it has a really great multi-formula to really support those uncomfortable symptoms. Chase Tree is fantastic for fluid retention. Romania is a fantastic herb to clear heat from the body and really help to cool the blood to relieve those hot flashes and relieve that restlessness and even those feverish sensations that we might experience, especially during the nighttime, which can often keep us up. Angelica is an amazing traditional Chinese medicine herb that is very great for any sort of gynecological conditions you may be dealing with. And then also Chinese yam. It really helps to relieve night sweats and it's also great for energy as well. So I'm a really big fan of this product. Harmony has some really great menopause formulas. Not only do they have their original menopause formula, but they do have a day and night formula as well as their menopause max. I would head on over to their website, takeharmony.com, so that you can explore the options that are available. And getting on these products sooner than later might really be beneficial because once our hormones start to decline and those menopausal symptoms start to arise, it's really, really uncomfortable. And so getting ahead of the game is really going to help you breeze through that transition in your life. So again, head on over to takeharmony.com. You can learn more about Harmony Menopause, their day and night formula, and even Menopause Max. So let's switch gears a little bit and go into our rapid fire Q&A. I basically posted on my Instagram, if anybody had period questions, cycle questions, let us know. So I'm pulling up my phone and I am going to go pull those up right now. I feel like there used to be a much simpler way to go through these and there just isn't. So, okay, let's start with question number one. Are heavy periods always a bad thing? Yes. 
That's the right answer, (laughs) but I will go ahead and delve into that. So, okay. Um, one of the things you want to know is, and you know, as an American, I do have to reference like our resources here, but you can cross reference for anything for anybody international, right? Um, according to the American college of obstetrician and gynecologists, the average menstrual bleed should be 80 milliliters max. So this is three to five tampons a day. If you are somebody who wears a cup, this is switching your cup out twice or maybe three times max. You know, sometimes it's just uncomfortable and you got to readjust. So I get that. Changing your period panties three times or changing your pad three to five times. Anything more than that is actually considered a heavy flow. And it's something where you would actually want to talk to your doctor. Um, But I also like to couple that. Like if you know you have a heavy flow, and you maybe your blood is a different color than what it should be, and you're in additional pain. I don't like to just say the heavy flow because I had a heavy flow for a long time, but there was nothing wrong necessarily. It was just right. considered abnormal. Now, completely different story. Of yeah, there you go. Awesome. Okay, I love that. So, um, monitoring basically your pads, tampons, how much you're going through in a day. And um, let's dive into the next question, amenorrhea. But amenorrhea and you aren't underweight or you're not under eating or you're not over exercising and you're actually sleeping well. So this is going to be really dependent on if it's primary amenorrhea or secondary amenorrhea. I think a lot of people are just used to the blanket term amenorrhea, meaning missing periods, but is it a primary one where you have never had a period, right? So if you're of the eight, if you're above 16 years old and you've never had a period before, and you are someone who identifies as a menstruator or a woman, then that's considered primary amenorrhea. And that could actually be related to the brain, which that's not my expertise. And I'm not going to sit here and act like it is. Right. If it's secondary amenorrhea, right? So you've had your period, but it's been missing for a while. This could also be linked to other conditions that maybe you're not even aware you have, right? So it's like, as much as I want to say like, oh, you have a clean bill of health and everything's fine. I can't make that call, but if you do the right lab testing, whether it is a Dutch test or a women's health test, I love the women's health test from Everly Well. It should give you some data to go off of. Um, And then I would encourage you to actually get some more minerals in your diet. Uh, What -hmm. I've noticed with my clients is when they get enough vitamins and minerals in their diet, their periods magically come back. Like, And I'm just like, yeah, we like this. For sure. I mean, there's so many factors here. The thyroid obviously plays a role. So there can be some low thyroid issues going on there. Um, fats, somebody's fat intake, right? Our hormones need fat to function. Like, yeah, it's obviously hard to give a blanket answer because there could be so many things. So in terms of somebody who doesn't have a period, do you still find testing valuable? Yes. And the reason I find testing valuable is like, First and foremost, let's look at your lifestyle. If your lifestyle is great, then let's look at some data and get some hard numbers. So once we know kind of where the, what's the best word? Where you may have a shortcoming or fall short in terms of your progesterone levels, right? Which we need in order to really regulate your period. Then from there, we can say, hey, how about we adjust what you're eating and the way you're eating to boost the production of progesterone for you and really optimize ovulation overall, right? It's these little things that unfortunately we don't know right off of the bat with a lifestyle. Like we can assess and we can assume But if you have the ability to get that testing, then I would highly recommend it. Just a quick interruption to chat about my favorite CBD oil from Eaton Hemp. I love using the extra strength full spectrum CBD oil, which is 1500 milligrams per ounce. If you're looking to include CBD into your routine and you're looking for some support with sleep or anxiety, or even with PMS symptoms and discomfort and inflammation, This is definitely my go-to brand. It is certified organic, full spectrum, unfiltered, third-party tested. It's grown in the USA as well as processed and bottled in the USA. It contains organic hemp seed oil, full spectrum CBD. Head on over to eatonhemp.com, check out their CBD oil options, and use the code wellnesswitch 
for 20% off. Now, going back to heavy bleeding, I probably should have asked this question after the first one. So with heavy bleeding, can you change that? Absolutely. So what I love, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I feel like, have you ever seen a tampon commercial where the girl is like so happy and just like love loving life? And you're like, that's so unreal. (laughs) Totally. That is me. And I didn't realize it until yesterday. I was like, wow, I've become that girl. Like, oh no. That's a good thing. It is, but it's also like one of those things where it's just like a life check where you're just like, oh, I didn't think, uh, I didn't think that went all the way through. (laughs) Um, But, you know, with a heavy flow, you can change it. And one of the easiest ways to change it is to really nail your nutrition and focus on detoxifying any estrogen levels in the body, right? So if we can lower the estrogen levels in the body, hopefully you are also able to really transform the flow altogether because estrogen, high estrogen or estrogen dominance is like almost synonymous with a heavy flow, unfortunately. And a lot of people are not aware of that. And, you know, we're also faced with xenoestrogens everywhere we turn. There's a toxin, there's, there's something for everything. So if you can lower those levels of estrogen, decrease that cortisol and kind of come back home to yourself, hopefully you'll be able to change your flow. Also, I do want to just go ahead and say, give yourself like a 90 day runway with this. Don't think this is going to happen overnight. A lot of people are like, I did what you said and it didn't change in two weeks. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is not Instagram. This is not an instant gratification method. Sorry. Totally. Yes. 100%. Thanks for pointing that out. It takes time, you know, and then what happens is something doesn't work for us as quickly as we hoped. And then we give up on it where it's like, we just needed to give it some more time. So. Okay, next question, painful diarrhea and period health. Why and how to avoid that? Let's talk period poops. Okay, Okay, let's do it. (laughs) So essentially this happens because you have higher levels of prostaglandins in the body. So prostaglandins are these hormone-like substances that really expand and contract any areas of your body, but specifically we're expanding and contracting near your intestines. So naturally- you know, this is going to move some, uh, some waste. Now, a hot tip for management. I don't really know if I have one. It's kind of just me telling you, make sure you're getting the high fiber uh, and enough of that, but also make sure you're down-regulating your nervous system. Uh, and the reason I say that is because when you're cycle syncing or managing any type of menstrual uh, condition or discomfort or anything like that, you got to make sure your nutrition is right. And then your nervous system is right. So Hopefully that helps. Yeah, that's really great. Okay, awesome. Best supplements to help with cramping. Okay, I have one and I want you to recommend one. So the one that I love is, well, there's two I actually am going to recommend. So the first thing I love to recommend is red raspberry leaf tea. It's going to strengthen and tone the muscles of the uterus. And I kid you not, it's the number one thing that changed my period. Before I knew what it is I know now, that changed my period. Like I didn't deal with cramping. So that's the number one thing. The second thing I recommend is Semaine. It's plant-based period pain relief. And it is the best healthy painkiller I've ever come across. And sorry, what's it called again? Semaine. Semaine. Yeah. um, I believe it's the French word for like period or like week or something like that. I don't speak French, so I can't tell you, Yeah, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's what the founders told me. And what I really love about it is the ingredient makeup. There's nine ingredients, but I'm going to highlight my favorites, magnesium, resveratrol, ashwagandha, boswellia, uh, curcumin. Um, and I think there's vitamin D in it. So this is like one of those things where it's just like an OG, like she's so good. And like, I wish this would have been around prior to like two or three years ago. But since we have it now, everyone needs to know about it. I love that. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, The great thing is that there's options, right? I feel like back in the day, we didn't really have options. People were just popping Advil or Motrin or whatever it was, right? Um, So it's, it's great to know that there's so many great supplement companies out there now that are coming up with some really awesome products. My, I, I like this product called Cramp Relief from Canprev. So it has um, cramp bark, which is an antispasmodic herb. So it relieves the cramping. And then they use like ginger and sweet fennel, magnesium, skull ca- uh, cap. So also really good for like nervousness and tension. 
even targeting targeting some of that like low back pain too. So so many great options. I will put them all in the show notes and people can go and explore. So thanks for sharing those. Um, okay. How do I get my period back after coming off of the birth control pill? Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> That's a loaded one. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, so much to dive in here. Let's reset the room really quickly. And let me just say this. I'm a very direct person and I say everything with love. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here to inform you and not offend you. But if I do offend you, sorry, and dig deeper and find out why. I love to just like kind of set that strikes. People get really love like it. up in arms and I'm like, oh, easy, easy. I'm a Pisces. Like literally <laughs> I'm gentle. Right. So the number one thing I tell people when you're coming off of hormonal birth control or even on hormonal birth control, you need to be taking two things, a prenatal and a probiotic. I know counterintuitive to take a prenatal. Here's why. Hormonal birth control is depleting of the body of nine essential nutrients in a prenatal generally will replenish that and then some, which is exactly what we want. Taking a probiotic, it's just, I feel like it should be a standard thing. Like the way people used to take those like gummies, those multivitamin gummies. And I'm like, those are <laughs> right. That's what a probiotic should be, but this is going to actually aid the liver in its natural process of detoxification. So when you are on hormonal birth control or transitioning off, those are the top two things I'm going to recommend. For somebody who is trying to get their period back uh, after being on hormonal birth control, I always tell my students and clients, give yourself six months. Just make sure you're taking your prenatal and your probiotic. Give it six months. If after six months, you don't have it, then we're going to delve into the data and really see your doctor. Um, and the reason I say after six months is it's kind of known that it'll take about anywhere from three to four months for the period to kind of regulate itself and come back. But I like to give an extra two months because I don't know across the board everything to do with birth control. I can only speak to what I know to be true in the US. And then like, you right. know, our, let's say it's the Marina IUD might be called something else in like, Australia or something like that, right? So I would like to make sure that we give wiggle room. So I hope that's answered the question. Yeah, that's a great question. So to expand on that, there is another question around non-hormonal birth control options. What are your best? What are your go-to and what are your best? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this. Okay. (laughs) Super excited about this question. Because this is something I wish I would have known about prior. So I was on birth control about seven years ago for a year and a half, and I didn't know who I was. I felt so out of control of my own body. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have never put that in my body. So I am a big fan of any of the fertility awareness methods. There are a ton, but the one that I recommend and the one that I use is called the symptothermal method. And listen, this is where you get to know your body. You get to meet her and get real comfy in my opinion. So with that being said, you know, you're tracking your biomarkers. Specifically, we are looking at your cervix placement, your cervical mucus and or fluid depends on who you're talking to and how they teach it and your basal body temperature. Okay. Not to get graphic with you, but you're going to get real up close and personal and uh, be cute. And you can kind of Google it. Um, I'll send you a link to one of the best videos I found on YouTube. It does about a four minute explanation just so we can do like rapid fire. (laughs) Totally as best as possible. (laughs) But yeah. Okay, great. We'll put that link in the show notes and then, um, to all the listeners, you can head on over to the website and you can grab that there. Okay, perfect. So you mentioned nutrition, you mentioned detoxification. Let's talk a little bit about that and really optimizing our cycle and our hormones with nutrition. What does that look like? So I think the first and foremost is just being fully nourished at a basic level. You know, a lot of people like to run before they can walk with this information. So if you are not eating every three to five hours, I'd be interested to see how you're stabilizing your blood sugar levels throughout the day, because we do need to do that. Uh, Contrary to popular belief and what everybody under the sun wants to tell you, if you have a period, you need to be stabilizing your blood sugar levels. And please know that not all research is conducted on menstruators. Um, And I'm just going to say that as politically correct as possible. The second thing that I want to say is make sure you're getting those protein, healthy fat, and fiber at every single meal or most meals. Not because we're trying to build muscle or do keto or something like that, which I could go on a tangent about. 
but because we need to nourish your cells. A lot of people don't understand the role of like protein, for instance. It's really to repair cells and to create new cells, not to necessarily add mass, contrary to what is advertised, right? Right, right? Same thing with fat. Fat allows us to actually absorb the proper vitamins and minerals, which a lot of people don't know. Fiber. It's going to help with like elimination and detoxification, so many things. So I say those two things are the bare basics. From there, if we want to pile on the juice of eating in sync with your cycle, I think the best thing to do is kind of remember certain things about each phase. So I like to tell my clients during your menstrual phase, what you really need to focus on is like warm and cozy foods. And that's because the body is releasing so much. So let's replenish, restore, and re-nourish everything being depleted. How you choose to do that under whatever dietary, you know, needs you are, whether you're herbivore or omnivore is up to you, but make sure you're really getting in those complex carbohydrates and those micronutrients. During the follicular phase, I like to tell people, let's do light, fresh, and bright. I'm a smoothie girl and I love my green juice. Um, And one of the things I do during this phase is I actually utilize the thyroid healing foods like there's pairings from the medical medium that i'm obsessed with um i would have never thought that i like seaweed and dates together but i do my i never would have my body responds really well to it and i'm not gonna say like i know all of the things but uh, by all means but i find that that's really good and again You're also going to want to get those dark leafy greens in, and that's because your estrogen levels are increasing, and so we need to prepare to support the liver. Now, the second half of the cycle, so when you're ovulating and PMSing, one of the main things you need to know is there's an increase in your resting metabolic rate, so an increase in your metabolism, essentially. More calories, baby. More calories. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but there is a but. I, I know a lot yes, of people. Yes, there's a caveat. There's, there's definitely a caveat. And that is just making sure that you're eating enough of the right things, consuming the right things. And I'm not one to say this food is good or bad. I'm one to say food is a tool. It can either work for you or against you, and it's entirely up to you. So, you know, let's lean towards the good things a little bit more. You know, the things that we know are nourishing our body and not depleting our body. Um, and during this time, again, We're really going to focus in on any of those foods that are going to support the liver. Um, I like fermented foods a lot during this phase, um, but not everybody's into that or can do that. So, you know, just a rule of thumb. And then lastly, when you're PMSing, we're going to go back to those comfort and cozy foods, but also really make sure you're doing your due diligence to get in that iron, zinc, and calcium. Um, And that's just because your body's preparing to bleed and you're getting rid of a lot of those things. Um, And also selenium's also really nice in there. Again, go back to the seaweed and you're good to go. Amazing. Okay. So going back to the seaweed and the dates, are you actually eating them together at the same time? Yes. They're on the same plate. And okay. So I'm like a weird combination kind of person. I don't know where I get this from, but I literally have like roasted seaweed and then I'll have like medjool dates. I'll take the pit out of my date and I'll wrap my seaweed or my date in my seaweed and I just pop it in my mouth. Now I know it sounds odd, but it tastes so good or like- Well, you have like sweet and salty a little bit there. So- And it's- I mean, people don't know this, but we do need iodine for different things. And people are like, oh, I don't want too much of that. And it's like, yes, this is true. And also you do still need it. You don't want too much of a good thing, right? Yes. And it becomes a bad thing. But uh, yeah, that's what I personally do. And another pairing is like raspberries and carrots. Like, I mean, in the thyroid healing book, there's like this whole list, but I just find myself reaching for like dates and seaweed. I don't like dulse flakes and stuff like that. I I don't know. I'm one of those people. Okay. I'm asking because I'm totally going to try it. I'm like literally envisioning my dates and my seaweed in the cupboard right now. So I'm totally open to giving that a try. Okay. But I I don't want to tell you it's like really good and then you hate it. So if you have, (laughs) if (laughs) if you're somebody who has like, you like different combinations or like you have a really, really diverse palate, like I do, like I love Indian food and Thai food, but I also, you know, like then you're good. But if you're somebody who's like, oh no, I only like my chicken nuggets. Like, I know that's not you, but I'm just saying like for anybody listening, it's like, I only like chicken nuggets. This is not for you. Totally. I get that. Like if you are, um, you're open to 
flavor and taste and I, I totally get that, which I totally am. Yeah, I'm I'm not particular. So if you're very particular, maybe that's not for you to try. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that awesome info today. Can our audience connect with you? And what are you up to? I know you have your Optimize Your Flow. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So if you want to connect with me, the best place to do it I don't know anymore. It's between TikTok and Instagram. Like, okay, if you want like the spicy side of me, the little sassy side of me, go to TikTok because I'm very unhinged on TikTok. I just, <laughs> I just say what needs to be said on TikTok, right? Um, if you want something a little bit more buttoned up, come follow me on Instagram at Optimize Your Flow. I do a really cool series every day, pretty much. I'm either doing a myth busting situation, uh, a PMS quick tip. So like how to manage a heavy flow or period pain, um, things along those lines. And then my program, my group coaching program is actually called Optimize Your Flow. And it is, it's my baby. I don't even know how to explain it because it's really this holistic wellness solution that teaches you how to achieve an optimal state of health utilizing your period. And- it's crazy what we can do with our menstrual cycle and really owning mm -hmm. that power. And then lastly, I have a podcast called Flow with Barry on Barry on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let me tell you, I've been buttoned up with you today, Samantha. I have. So again, if you're like, I like a spicy energy, I need a little bit more like spice to the wellness in my life. Come hang out with me there. Awesome. I love that. Well, it will all be in our show notes today. Thank you so, so much for being with us. I definitely love the sass. Um, I, I think it makes things so much more interesting and so much more fun because sometimes learning about your period health can seem kind of mundane and unexciting. So you really do bring excitement to it. So thank you so much for being here and for all that you do. And we'll connect soon. Thanks everybody for being with us today. I really appreciate you sharing the space with us, educating yourself, investing in your health, learning, inspiring, and we really appreciate it and taking charge of your health, your hormones, your life, all of it. If you'd like to connect with Barry, you can do so over on Instagram. She's got two handles at Baryon L Barry and also at Optimize Your Flow. You can also head on over to our website to grab our show notes, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 194. And if there's anybody that you know in your life that could benefit from today's information, we would love it if you could share it with them. Thanks again for being with us. Chat with you all next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.